Hi, this is Claire in The Art of Life. I'm going to speak here in this podcast video to feeling. Uh, I've spoken about feeling in my work for at least the last 25 plus years. And I've followed feeling, sentience, uh, holistic, transcendental <laughs> sentience as a as a spiritual practice, I suppose. That's just putting like some fancy words on it. And what I really mean is that I know embodied consciousness. I know feeling to be everything, to be the gateway to oneness of consciousness, to union with the universe and to being able to navigate relatively speaking effortlessly in what appears to be this horrendously complex um, entangling structure that we find ourselves in in the modern world uh, as it as it were um, so yeah, I, w I often speak, obviously I've changed recently, changed the nature of my website into Women, Art, Sex as this beautiful trilogy of divine clarity and truth about what's at the core of our beingness as human consciousness, what, what at the core of our beingness is most um, disrupted possibly but also obviously more truly most powerful um, this beautiful triangle of what in language has become this um, sharp pointed impenetrable little shape um, this tight little unit but what in reality is the perfect trilogy that is balanced with the perfect inverted trilogy trinity um making the the divine sacred geometry of um above and below being in in divine union in harmony <clears throat> so um i've always been interested in pelvic health as it were which is such a crass <laughs> way of reference to the divine root of our conscious being the gateway through which the infinity comes through us um <clears throat> i've always been uh, attracted to wisdom around what our natural cycles are, particularly as women, because we have cycles, we have very definitive, very visible expression of natural cycles in our own bodily tides and rhythms and union of energetic language with the world. Um, and the blessing of being a woman that has somehow been distorted into being a, a curse, in inverted commas. Um, 
everything that appears to be a curse, everything that appears to be something imprisoning us or holding us back or causing us pain or um, limiting us is in fact the gateway into the expansiveness, into the riches that, that the truth of that thing actually contains. And particularly in terms of that which is natural, which has been made unnatural. Therefore, whatever it is that's most core to our being, the internal organs, the reproductive organs, the source of life, whatever's core to that, that, that seems distorted or diseased, diseased or contorted in some way, the way into it is into feeling that, into back into fully occupying what's behind that feeling. Like, what is the feeling? What is the feeling of being uncomfortable in our own body or detached from our own body? What is that numbness? What is inside the numbness? What has been anaesthetized and turned into something else? Our true power, our vitality, our very vitality, the life force that expresses itself through our beautiful container, our sacred vessel, can only be distorted through trickery, manipulation and distraction or yeah, numbness, numbing, um, the distraction with something else, the cervical cervical, cervical, cervix, um, cerebral, <laughs> the, the distraction of the, this part of the, the whole, this part of the circuit, this front lobe consciousness, the overstimulation of the front lobe consciousness, the um, confusion, trickery through the eyes, through what we're seeing, what we consume through our eyes and ears, Is, it's a clever trickery. It's a it's a good parlour trick. It's a good um, distracting game. But ultimately, it has no effect. We are completely immune to that if we're living down in our feeling, if we're awakening our feeling. And the important thing is, a lot of us um, have spent a great part of our life being numb, being absolutely numb, being conditioned into believing that our vaginal vulva sexual organs are numb that they have no sentience in them no feeling when they have the capacity to be a blazing star at the center of the universe i'm not exaggerating i'm just telling you what the fucking truth is um and I'm telling you with some authority, with my own authority, to express eloquently, clearly, with conviction, with absolute truth, as a visual artist and as a, an artist who speaks through living voice, through innervated, living throat, alive throat, voice in this every moment, I can speak with absolute truth that is also expanding and becoming a greater truth in all moments. I can speak with 
the absolute authority and conviction of having been completely numb, diseased, depressed, compressed, contorted within myself and having liberated myself from that. That's the only truth that really exists. The symptoms are simply a description of what's been distorted, what's been misinformed, what's been distracted, what's being, what has been and is being um, continually bombarded with untruth. But the simple truth of our being at our core, divine light, is um, possibly something that's beginning to um, flow upwards um, fountain <laughs> in the world again or in the world possibly for the first time. Um, and again, coming back to pelvis and feeling, um, once we begin to experience the bliss of what it's meant to feel like to be alive, be in this divine container, in this sacred vessel, in this holy grail, once we begin to feel and sense that, it makes much more sense to go that direction than it does to recoil and be afraid and pull back and grasp for something solid to hold on to. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the path to truly being here, to being occupying the body can be a, a really long and complex one and it can involve um, a great deal of labour around around um, deconstruction of, of what's been, the interference that's been put in there, the conditioning that has, that keeps repeating, that keeps repeating in our own mind even though it's not the truth of our reality, um, the truth of our nature, um, our, the truth of our nature as divine light um, cannot be held in, um, incarcerated by the power of a, a sentence in our head. And yet, perhaps we're exploring the what it feels like to... Perhaps we're playing on some level with what it is to be intention, pain, to be tightened like the string of a bow before before the arrow is fired. Maybe we're we're just feeling what that is to better comprehend the nature of what we are and what we are not. We're both and and our free will gets to play in these different realms and it might seem that we've been that that will has been um disrupted and distracted and enticed into a little cul-de-sac for a moment for a brief moment a few millennia or whatever the the nature of the thing might be but we most certainly i can speak with some authority or all my authority as one in union with the universe, I can speak with some authority that we are at a time where the revelation, the revealing of 
the trickery is is very much coming to the surface and once it's at the surface it doesn't have a hold over us because we can see that our foot was in a noose we can see that the words were trapping us to believe that our sentience was something that we only feel on the outside of our body but we don't feel on the inside of our body we can once we see that then we start to immediately think and feel ah so why why would somebody be stopping me from feeling something what would be not even so much what would their intention be but more what what is it that feels so good what is it that feels so vibrant and alive in me <clears throat> that <clears throat> that um is being harvested is being taken from me like once we start asking that question once we start just breathing in a little bit once we start putting our consciousness not just here and out there and projecting and pulling in and and overwhelming our senses our external and and head senses but pulling in from the gateway of our real core <clears throat> our core isn't in the center of our brain or at the front of our brain our core is the place probably somewhere in the heart of our pelvis the place where divine energy comes through it doesn't come physically necessarily up and through gaia sophia and up and through our pelvic floor into the core it comes directly from source because at the core of us is source that's a really important distinction i feel around feeling around what we really are around what our true nature is um we we've been trained very very extensively into believing that the the 3d world is finite and and is definitive <clears throat> is all that there is and because of that we we're trying to visualize um our feeling instead of actually feeling our feeling and um we're trying to as we project from our mind here this amazing projective cinematic tool that we have this capacity to imagine imagine the imaginal realms we have the ability to create and project in front of us what is inside so we're we're able to get stuck in a loop with that and creating a very limiting thing in front of us and around us and because we collectively have been pulled into all kinds of puppetry and and manipulations and strings and containments and boxes we collectively are creating something very solid and real and limiting and compacting and and restraining which includes where we think our energy is coming from and a lot of not mainstream but a lot of alternative new ways of thinking about imagining um reclaiming the language of our body reclaiming the biology the true biology of our body what the clitoris really looks like how big it is how how it fills up the whole pelvic space with pure sentient joy and can be inverted to be the opposite of that um we're still getting distracted from the fact that we're talking about the limit the limitations of the 3D the 
the three-dimensional world and feeling that we have to come through the 3D to correct the 3D, to make it feel better, to make it nicer, to make it more harmonious and joyful. Which is true to some extent until we start to delve further than the 3D, until we start to breathe deeper and walk with our consciousness step by step into every cell of our body. And especially when we get down into our heart, our breasts, our belly, our womb, our pelvis, the bones, the sinews, the muscles, the cells, the veins, the nerves become something much, much more. Like how much more is, <clears throat> for those who know the difference between the worst, most tense peak orgasm, which isn't really that pleasurable at all uh, and would leave one feeling very drained or uptight or um, cranky. The difference between that and the most divine, not, I can't call it a multiple orgasm, but uh, the most divine, full-bodied, beyond-bodied, universal orgasm, which is a union with all things with the universe and with the divine creative consciousness of the universe that um, just putting it into the world into words is like a flimsy piece of veil cobweb floating in, away in the wind <laughs> um, a cosmic sunrise might be a better metaphor but even that the divinity of feeling is that, is that absolute power to be in union, not just in the bed, not just in physical union with another or with self, a very special other or a very special union with self through self-pleasure and ascending through the layers of pleasure. But the bringing of that blissful state into all things and um, I know that a lot of us have resistance to this we have a feeling that things need to be contained that bliss needs to be contained to the bedroom then we have to go out and sweat and work and suffer just to get our quiet time our peaceful time our joyful time our pleasurable time that maybe it, maybe it feels more pleasurable in contrast to the striving. But there's a trap there. There is a trap in what's being done when we shut down our feeling and our bliss and we have a non-blissful relationship with all things and we go out into the world and we see every relationship as frictional and transactional and separate and about, at the core of it, about separation, about profit. How can I profit from this? How can I harvest energy from this person or this thing? How can I get the reward most efficiently? Um, living from bliss at our core at all time, having it shine out of our body at all times in all directions is, is not... A trick is not a 
is not a fancy jewel. It's not a piece of treasure. It's a living, breathing reality that we're meant to be living here. We're meant to be living it. <laughs> we are this. And um, the way to it, the way to that bliss, blissful state and authority, the authority of bliss is through simply feeling and the placing of our attention, our full conscious attention, not our dissipated, distracted one, but our full conscious embodied attention on our core that we create a, a conscious circuit, loop, but quite diminishing words really when um, a great cosmic circle might be better, a great cosmic cycle within ourself that then creates a cosmic harmony cycle with all things that we come into contact with, including the whole universe. Um, of course, yeah, talking about talking about these things, talking about feeling the actual practicality of stepping down from the, the, wee, the wee tyrannical throne of our um, front lobe consciousness here, the little guy in the, in the crane <laughs> working the gears and commanding us to go here and there and digging stuff up and operating a really big metal tool, like digging the ground and making things square and metal and all that stuff. Um, when we get down from there and start to, to, as it were, do walk about, like start walking about our being, um, depending on the, the nature of our story, depending on the nature of our, of our um, life journey and the amount of trauma or numbing or, you know, from our conception right through to our birth, which for most people in the modern world was extremely violent, extremely traumatic. Our gateway into the world being so contorted, the manipulations that have gone on with everything from paperwork to our actual spiritual connection with our mother and father and the community around us, all of the all of the distortion in that, the education system, the workplace, the taxation systems, the um, repercussions for being different, the repercussions for feeling. Um, there's usually a lot to, when we start to do walkabout within ourselves and, and recognise where we're not feeling anything, um, we realise that we're actually not feeling it anything in in most of us um, I had a particular moment in my mid-twenties in near a big spiritual community in the north of Scotland where I did a, a work week um, an experience week and had a very transformational moment wasn't necessarily a positive transformation in fact no it wasn't a positive transformation but energetic work was being done in a group context 
that caused me to suddenly, very suddenly and quite violently have revealed where I'd been numb and what I was actually feeling under the numbness. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that approach for anyone because it there was a, a vast amount of suffering and incomprehension and resistance to the pain that I was feeling, um, which I hadn't been feeling before. I'd, I hadn't been blissfully unaware. I'd been very numbly unaware of what I was feeling. But when I started to feel it, it was... I could feel that the feeling was dynamic. I knew that the feeling was dynamic, that it was moving outwards, that it was moving into expression and therefore would change and not leave me, but it would transmute, it would change into something else. I knew that um, I'd had enough dynamic interaction with life up to that point to recognise it, that the, this is a, a cathartic process, a healing process. But nevertheless, the... My mind became extremely overstimulated and grasping at truth, trying to make sense of, which ironically doesn't really mean making sense, like it wanted words, memories, proof to go with what I was feeling instead of my simply bringing my attention down into what the feeling was. As soon as I brought my attention down into what the feeling actually was, everything relaxed and the feeling continued to, to flower, to blossom, to open and expand, to literally just do that. And then it wasn't a tight, diseased feeling anymore. It wasn't a tight, rusty, little metal dis-ease inside me, in my, in my heart, in my liver, in my, the centre of my stomach. It was... A feeling of rawness behind that once I, I was willing to breathe down into it and just feel it, put attention on it, be there in the everyday with this feeling, the feeling by its very nature dissipated, it began to dissipate and um, from that particular it's easier for me to see that from in hindsight. It's easier for me to understand what I was doing in hindsight. Um, that was at least 20 something years ago, um, 22, 23 years ago. It's, it's quite easy for me to look back and see that I was doing that. But at the time, my head was just absolutely buzzing with... Um, with the conditioning, with all the conditioning that stops one feeling, that tells one, go and get a job, get a wage, pay taxes, get up every day, go to work, come home, sleep, get your crumbs, get your pocket money, and repeat, repeat, repeat until you're fucking worn out. I got worn out after doing two months of that in my 20s. Never mind a lifetime and retiring at the end of it. I was like, I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I was living in the middle of a big metropolis in London and I was having other very personal issues at the same time. But nevertheless, um, I knew from trying that out for a laugh to see what it would be like to do conventional job and conventional pay 
and conventional days off I knew that that was very much not <laughs> not life and not the life I wanted and not the not the beauty that I knew I was here to be part of <clears throat> so the training nevertheless was um, the conditioning was the thing that took a lot longer to unravel like the the majority of the disease like the 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 deathly aspect of the disease the the harsh going towards the end of life aspect of the disease that I had in my body was easy enough to like it was easy enough for me to pull myself away from the brink but it wasn't so easy to step away from the edge fully um I was still hanging around near the edge and that really took a couple of decades to contend with and particularly in the 12 years that I've lived in Guardia San Framondi in this medieval quarter living in a natural house um dug into the ground made out of crystals um and returning to my natural rhythms and living in a good climate, a, a relatively hospitable climate and a much easier economic structure, a less fully graftful economic structure. I've been able to um, return to my natural state and, and to actually feel um, rather than living in the head construct and feeling that the priority is to strive. So again, you know, I'm, d I'm just trying to describe this process of having come from here down into here, <laughs> into the wholeness and the beingness of everything. Um, and it is a very methodical process, but it's also very uh, circuitous and labyrinthine and... Um, it's very easy to get off the path, very easy to fall back into the, the construct and the distraction of the construct and believing that the construct is real and that it has authority and that it is obligatory before getting bored with that, getting feeling that that isn't right and then going into the next level and the next level. But ultimately, the whole thing is simply about feeling and having the full attention and awareness and consciousness on the feeling that's all it is and I knew in that time way back then um, when I had this big revelation um, in the spiritual community work week and um, experience week I knew that what followed the unfolding of that dis-ease that dark dis-ease that had been numbing me I knew that it was just a matter of placing my uh, loving attention on it and it would not dissipate but integrate transmute become something important and meaningful and vital in me um i knew from then that all disease could be transmuted in that way that the nature of dis-ease was that it's simply uneasiness and uneasefulness non-bliss but what count not counteracts that what antidotes that is again these words are very transactional and um oppositional um 
frictional even. But our true nature as divine creatives is directly related to our, simply our ability to place consciousness consciously first on self and then radiate it out. It's not more complicated than that. It's not more... Um, it's, it's not more... Um, hard to master than that and yet of course it took me at least two decades to actually be in my body fully um, it's very hard to unnumb something that's numb but if we can get a, a glimpse of what the full-bodied full-spirited full open-minded bliss is then we can at least know that every part of our being and beyond ourselves should be sentient, there sh it should be tangible, it should feel good, it should feel like energy is flowing through it and moving through it, that we're vi this vibrant tree of life, that we're this beautiful and um, blooming lotus flower. Um, so just knowing that, having some kind of a conceptual sentient feeling of that, that we sometimes see through art or experience through lovemaking or a blissful moment of being in the right place at the right time and a sunset and a warm air and the smell of orange blossoms and so on. We have little moments of perfection. And at the same time, if we can somehow convince ourselves, even though we're not feeling that perfection in the totality of our life, and even though there are areas of our life that seem impossibly, impossibly difficult and painful, if we can somehow convince ourselves, make a contract with ourselves, make a, a liberation with ourselves, make a, a freeing um, soul, not a contract, the opposite of a contract, a um, surge of life with ourselves, then we can even use the friction of what's painful, what we're not feeling, where we're not feeling bliss, to leverage ourselves into bliss and into freedom, connectedness, union. Um, there is no disease that can't be brought back into source and there is as hard as it is to conceptualize in a world where we're so limited in the three-dimensional and we're so coerced into all these absurd um further limitations ongoing further limitations the the simple facts of truth at the core of all things are that we always have access to source. We have access to source from us and we have access to source immediately from us. I can't tell you how to do that, but I do know that my cervix is a gateway for me. My womb is a gateway for me. Um, there is a place in the pelvis that is a gateway that through which all source can come and through which we can 
remain unbroken our connection with source and whether we understand that conceptually here whether that's painful for us to hear whether it's um triggering us and making us even feel resentful or angry that someone should suggest that that be real when we are feeling that it isn't real regardless of all of that this is the truth this is the the truth of life this is the nature of life of our life of our consciousness that we've just been just been knocked tiny little fraction out of knowing that um but ultimately it's always here it's always in us it just needs our breath it just needs us to to harness our imagination It just needs us to exercise our nature and to bring our attention to our nature. It just takes our consciousness, returning to the source of consciousness and the source of divine vitality and creative power. And It will get easier. It will get easier. I promise you that. The more of us do this, the more of us will be drawn to do it. And the more of us will find it easier, easeful, joyful, blissful to do it. <laughs> be it. And just to another small reminder, this is all we're here to do. This is all we have to do. We're here to be this. All the other stuff is genuinely superfluous. All the construct, all the fear and the conditioning is superfluous. And as soon as we start to get a, feel, a feeling of that, a sentience around that, things fall away from around us. The, even the constructs and the most impossible relationships and the most impossible power plays, they literally fall away. They don't exist anymore. They exist because our infinite power is somehow entangled in grasping that and being preoccupied, being stuck in contract and tension with that. And when our infinite consciousness is withdrawn from it, falls <laughs> like <laughs> it falls that's it that's it um, I think we all no matter how difficult our life has been we all have some kind of a, a sense from a magical moment in our life a really profound moment of clarity in our life we know this feeling of oneness we all know it we know it, we comprehend it, part of us, all of us rather, <laughs> want to return to that, want to be in that blissful state. And um, 
whatever comes up in the mind that contradicts that or resists that or denies that, that's the way to go. That's the thing to press your finger on and massage a little bit and breathe into and put your consciousness into. There's nothing that can't be loosened up. There's nothing that can prevent you from returning to source. This is the truth. The construct is also true because we are invested in it and we're putting our attention into it. But this is much more true. (laughs) Bliss is much more true. So, feeling is this double-edged sword. It is both and it can be the source of absolute torture and distortion. But the bigger truth, again, the truer truth, the true true is that we are the, the powerful ones at the core of it. We are ultimately the powerful ones who can simply, with the placing of our attention, simply regain that sovereignty, simply retain all that is pouring out of us into the construct. We can retain the authority we can retain the sentient feeling. And from there, that work that we do, the real work, the soul work that we're doing, the cosmic work, we can navigate the world in a completely different way, a very, very different way, a much more easeful, easeful and harmonious way the, um, in which we are simply able to come back again and again to our true nature and present it to the world and thank you for the offer of contraction and commerce but no I don't I don't want to go into commerce with you or into contraction um, so I'm going to speak a great deal longer um, a great deal more on these subjects these subjects right now in this time that we're living in are expanding and expanding and expanding and um, I'm just doing my part in in putting out to you all my own unique biodiverse perspective and my own practical, um, physical reality of how I've unlocked in myself um, whatever was in the way of um, divine vitality and bliss and health and expansive consciousness and creative genius. If you would like to join me in a painting session, there will be one tomorrow. Um, Depending on when you see this video or hear this podcast, tomorrow is Wednesday. Um, I quite often will be meeting on a Wednesday. I'm happy to consider other times as long as it isn't the middle of the night for me in um, Central European time zone. Um, I, I welcome you. You're most welcome. If you would love to support my work. If you resonate with this, come and join me. Join me on Patreon. Um, Support me through thehive.blog. Go to my um, connect page and living in gift page and you will see different ways in which you can donate and make a one-off donation to my work and life and the expansion of what I'm doing and being. 
and you can also see ways like through Patreon to support me long term um, monthly which is a, a huge boon and blessing to me to have a steady income once a month it's huge really really helps the world um, flow better for me huge blessings I love you I love you I love you um, be well